This is the Music Vibes Podcast, sponsored by Neat 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 Records and Music, located at 1836 South Calhoun Street in downtown Fort Wayne. Neat 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 stocks LPs and CDs across all genres and is an authorized dealer of Ortophone, Audio Technica, Emotiva, Wharfdale, Project, and more. Please visit NeatNeatNeatRecords.com for more information. This week on the Music Vibes Podcast, we are talking ways to change the Grammys. I think the Grammys has definitely reached a point. If it hasn't already, it has now. We need to find a way to change the way the awards are presented because I think the actual ceremony is beginning to lose its luster. I mean, yeah, they had Michelle Obama on stage to kind of start things off. That's really all we remember. We remember that and we remember Drake being on stage talking about how the Grammys don't validate you as an artist and then they shut his mic off which is purposely, I'm sure, but there's got to be a way. And I think, and I've, I think I've come up with the perfect conclusion for the Grammys. And I'm going to mention this before we bring Chuck Yarbrough on from the Plain Dealer. He joins me every year around this time. We talk a little Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions. We talk a little uh, Grammys as he covers both of them. And I'm going to present this idea to him as well. But I think what we need to do with the Grammys is not have a big ceremony like that, because I don't even think like half the people like you've seen um, Gambino didn't go. Kendrick Lamar didn't go. You know, these, these big stars. I mean, nobody goes. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about the Grammys anymore. We need to find a way to change it or dump it. Whatever. I mean, but I think there's a way because I think they still have enough. I mean, getting a Grammy still has, you know, some kind of stature to it. I think it still has some kind of importance in a music career, but I don't think it's important enough to still have a whole ceremony like it's just not like people aren't even going. Nobody cares. But I think what we should do is the Grammys and the Recording Academy that has a Twitter profile. They have a Facebook profile. They have an Instagram. They have all of that. I think what they need to do is like, OK, say, for instance, this year was Sunday, February 10th. OK, I think what the Grammys need to do is say, you know what? Sunday, February 10th at noon Eastern time or something like that. It would probably have to be, you know, in the evening or something. So it's, you know. I would say 10 o'clock Eastern time, p.m., uh, 7 p.m. Mountain time, you know, West Coast. We have we will announce the Grammy Awards winners right here on our Twitter profile or and then Facebook and Instagram. You know what I mean? And interchange them. But Twitter should be the home because I think Twitter's the biggest platform, I think, f- you know, for music and promoting music. I think Grammys. I mean, the Recording Academy could cover that on their Twitter profile and then obviously post them and not get a nice little graphic. You know what I mean? They have plenty of people in their office that can make some graphics, make a nice graphic for the winners and the nominees and say, you know what? 10 p.m. Eastern time. 7 p.m. Mountain Time, Pacific Time. We'll announce the Grammy Award winners right here on our Twitter account. Boom. That's how you do it. Everyone gets, still gets to write their stories. Nobody has to go to a meaningless award show. Um, you don't have to worry about who's performing because nobody cares about that either. You know, I, I just think it's time for the Grammys to find something different, you know, for their award show. And I'm, I'm a young guy. I should be. I should be the demographic that they are looking for. I should be in their age range, you know, to attract to watch the Grammys. I'm 28 years old. I should want to watch the Grammys. And in the past, I've I mean, I've set aside time to watch the Grammys this year. I didn't even care, man. I was like, I don't even remember what I did. I think I went I think I went to a wrestling event. I went to watch WWE fake wrestling. I went to go watch people fake wrestle. 
instead of going to see to watch the Grammy Awards. That's how much I care about the Grammy Awards right now. And then I checked it out later. I did record it, at least, I guess. I recorded it to go back and watch it later. But I just think the Grammys has lost its luster. And if you guys are listening to this and you want to weigh in, I'll be posting a little bit about this on my social media pages. I'm on Twitter. I'm at DC Hendrix. My Facebook page is Facebook.com backslash official DC Hendrix. And I'm on Instagram as well at official DC Hendrix. So if you're listening to this and you want to weigh in, just go to those social media profiles and I will be posting something about this as well on there because I think there's time for some change for the Grammy Awards. But let's go ahead and dig into it with someone that's been covering music for much longer than I've been alive. Um, Not much longer. I don't want to make him sound that old, but he's been covering music for 40 plus years and he has covered the Grammys multiple times, rock and roll every year um, for as long as I've known him, at least for the last four or four or five years or so. And I'm sure he's been doing it much longer than that. But Chuck Yarbrough always joins me around this time. He's from the Plain Dealer out in Cleveland, Ohio. He's going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions coming up March 29th in Brooklyn, New York at the Barclays Center where the Brooklyn Nets play um, for any sports fans out there um but yeah let's go ahead and welcome chuck chuck you're our bro from the plane dealer joining us here on the podcast today chuck what's going on man hey not much i mean to tell you though since you said i've been covered it since before you were born rudy valley says hi (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was i was was gonna say uh anybody else uh mentioned me way before my time uh edith piaf okay uh Okay, I'm just checking. So, no, in all seriousness, though, how long exactly have you been? Because I think I seen you post this the other day. But how exactly, how long have you been covering music? Um, off and on for about forty years. So, it probably is longer than you've been alive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, turning twenty nine this year. So, yeah. I, oh um, my gosh. <laughs> sorry, sorry to date you like that. Oh uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. No, we need. You know, my we need... first record player was one of those wax things. Is autographed by Edison himself. <laughs> I, I I just got my first one. I just got my first vinyl player, so uh, I'm catching up. They're, they're finally becoming cool again. Uh, you know, the new generation starting to bring them back, and you know, starting to collect their vinyls. And I'm one of them, so don't feel bad. All right, at least it's cool again. Some things back in the day doesn't lose its luster. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's cool. There's actually a Tim McGraw song that talks about vinyl. He says all those clicks and pops and white noise sounded fine to me, and they really do. They kind of give it a little bit of of flavor and, and uh, nuance. You know, that's why Dave Grohl records analog. It's why, yep. uh, you know, analog is such a, a big deal with a lot of artists coming up nowadays. Uh, an organic sound and feel to it. All about authenticity. That's what it's all about here. Exactly. And that's what we're all about here on this podcast. So we're going to start off here. Chuck Yarbrough from The Plain Dealer joining us. So let's talk. Let's first start off with the Rock and Roll of Fame inductions. I believe that was the last time I had you last year. We kind of were talking, you know, kind of previewing who we thought should be in, who we thought would be in and things like that. So we now have the class of 2019 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions. What, what were your thoughts on, on these new inductions for 2019? Well, you know, DC, there, there's some winners and some losers on this one. Mm-hmm. The the loser was how in the world did Todd Rundgren not get in? This yeah. guy has been the top of every fan vote ever, never even been nominated, and was cast aside like yesterday's old tennis shoes. But we also have some good things in there. You've got uh, the zombies who created a lot of the music sounds. We had Radiohead, mm-hmm. uh, Roxy Music. I did an interview a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago with Niall Rogers from uh, Chic. Nice. And Niall told me, he said, honestly, without Roxy Music, there would not have been a Chic. Mm. So think about that. If there had not been Roxy Music, we wouldn't have had disco. Hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, without Roxy Music. Yeah, I, I overall, what did, what did you think about Janet Jackson coming getting in? I I, I still haven't fully come to realization. Um, I, I didn't really have a problem with Stevie Nicks or Def Leppard, obviously. Uh, didn't really have a whole lot with Radiohead. Didn't have a problem. But Janet Jackson still, for me, hasn't really resonated. How did you feel about Janet getting in? You know, I'm going to get a bunch of people hating on me, but I really don't think she deserves to be in. Yes, she sold an awful lot of records. Yes, she did a lot of choreography, but... Paula Abdul did the choreography for Rhythm Nation. Yep. So it wasn't even her. She could dance, but it wasn't her creating the dance. Yeah. Um, she's in there because, quite frankly, in, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, she's Michael Jackson's sister. She's the sister of Randy, Tito, Marlon, mm-hmm. uh, Jermaine, the rest of the Jackson Five. And I don't know that she earned it. Commercially, she's extremely successful. Mm-hmm. The Osmond Brothers sold 100 million records. How come they're not even been nominated? Right. And I, I love Janet. I love the Jacksons. My, I was joined by Tito. Um, one of my final uh, episodes of last year, Tito joined me and was talking a little bit about oh. that. So, like, yeah, I mean, part of me, you know, obviously loves the Jackson family, but I, I think we agree. I think we talked about this last time that Todd Rundgren yeah, should have been in. I think so. Um, so, yeah, that would probably be who I would re- replace for Todd Rundgren. I didn't really have a problem with any of the other ones. I did vote for Shaka Khan, but I kind of knew that she wasn't going to get in, you know, with the rest of this class. I really don't have a whole lot of problem with this year's. Do you think this year's was a little bit better than last year's? You know, I kind of liked last year's better. I, I kind of, you said you didn't have an issue with Stevie Nicks being in, and I do. Really? Stevie Nicks is nothing more than than Fleetwood Mac and the voice of Fleetwood Mac. Uh-huh. And honestly, um, if you if she didn't have Christine McVie mm-hmm. and Lindsey Buckingham, she, who she kicked out <laughs> this time around, <laughs> um she wouldn't have been who she is. She, Lindsay got her into Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I just don't think as a solo artist she deserved it. That, but that's my opinion. I, between the two of them, between uh, Stevie solo and Janet solo, I would have preferred Janet solo. Wow. That's honest to gosh truth. Yeah. And I don't think either one of them deserved it. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And I think, did Stevie break a record or something being inducted? Yeah, well, she's the first woman to be inducted as a solo artist, too. That's right. As part of a band. That's yeah. right. I think that's what a lot of people had a problem with, with her being the first one. And I think we even talked a little bit about that last time. But yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame coming up. I'm sure you're getting all geared up for the big ceremony. It's in Brooklyn this year. Though. Oh, yeah. It's in Brooklyn this it's year. Barclays Center. Yep, the Barclays mm, Center. March 29th. Yep. Well, home of the Brooklyn Nets. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you, you are going to town yeah. to check it out? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, I'll nice. Be there. I've Got my hotel reservation, airfare all paid for, everything, before they could tell me I couldn't go. <laughs> before they changed their mind. Uh, yeah. Uh, exactly. Are, are going to be checking out a Brooklyn Nets game while you're in town? Um, I'm only going to be there for a couple of days, oh. but there's a couple of restaurants I want to try, too. Maybe I'll go. go beat Bobby Flay or something. There we go. Yeah, when you, when you come on, because I'm sure we'll be bringing you on to kind of recap the ceremonies, because there's always some kind of controversy. Some, there's always something to talk about. So we'll have to get those restaurants that you checked out as well. i got to know where to eat when i go out to brooklyn <laughs> um so let, let's talk cool. let's talk what we, what we originally brought you on for okay so the 61st annual grammy awards uh just took place february 10th so first of all what were your overall you know observations of the grammy awards ceremony overall i know alicia keys was the host what was your overall perception of the award show well to me the highlight of it was michelle obama coming up there and it's like okay i can turn it off after this because <laughs> we finally saw a first lady with class 
again. So, <laughs> yeah, let's. Um, we, we don't. We don't have to go political. I love seeing that. I can't help it. It's just the way I am. But um, I, I love Alicia Keys. Um, I love the fact that she's gone natural. I mean, she just. She's just an amazing woman. And then having that group up there to to bring them in, there were some surprises. Um, Casey Musgraves from Texas is from my old stomping grounds. She's from a little town called Mineola, which is not too far from where I was born. Hmm. She's a great singer-songwriter, but no way in the world I would have thought that Golden Hour would win Album of the Year. It was just not not with uh, Childish Gambino and, and mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar um, and um, Cardi B. I just and Brandy Carlisle too. That's a great album. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see um, Casey Musgraves taking it and. Well, there's a shocker, <laughs> but a good one. I mean, it's a good album, Yeah. but I honestly don't think it's the best country album. I thought that was really Stapleton's uh, volume two. Yeah, the album of the year was one that a lot of people actually mentioned. I know because I, I do some uh, contributing work with Consequence of Sound, and they were huge on Casey Musgraves' album, Golden Hour. They loved Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet. Honestly, and I'm going to be quite honest with you, I'm just glad that Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy, didn't win album of the year because I was really worried about that. So <laughs> honestly, as long as she didn't win, I'm, I was cool album of the year. But she did end up, I don't remember what she took away, best rap album or something. Yeah, I have not bought into the Cardi B hype. I'm sorry. Um, I'm a hip-hop guy, and I, I just haven't done it. But I'm just glad she didn't win album of the year. I probably would have went either Brandy Carlisle's By the Way I Forgive You or um, a personal favorite of mine, the Black Panther album, uh, music inspired by, the, obviously, yeah. the movie. That's probably would have been my vote, but probably a little biased because I love Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I like Kendrick Lamar, too, but uh, I'm telling you, um, the one that won record of the year, the Childish Gambino, uh, This Is America. Yeah. It really is America, and and it obviously won Song of the Year too, which surprised me a little right. bit. That that one, the reason why that surprised me winning Song of the Year is because Lady Gaga's "Shallow" was nominated in that category, and as well, um, I know Drake's "God Plan" was uh, nominated in, as well. So I was actually kind of surprised that Charles Gambino won Song of the Year with "This Is America" as well. Yeah, and so was all the stars. So yeah, was uh, tough. from the uh, Black Panther thing. I thought Shallow was going to win that one, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. this is America. You can't really argue about that. And then Shallow did take the category that it won, but it did win something. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Yeah, best pop duo group performance, uh, Shallow won. Yeah. And isn't that amazing that you get a guy, we didn't even know that Bradley Cooper could sing, and he learned to play the guitars for this role. Yeah, <laughs> and he ends up winning a Grammy. Like, okay, that guy might have a little bit of talent. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when that album first came out. I was completely surprised. Honestly, I didn't think it was him at first. I was like, nah, this ain't him. I, you know, I did because I, I hadn't seen the movie yet. And admittedly, I still haven't seen the movie. But I mean, it has. It is true. Bradley Cooper is actually talented musically. Yeah. Because one one category I try to keep tabs with um, is best new artist. Um, and I honestly, do you know anything about uh, the the one that won Best New Artist, Dua Lipa? No, not a darn thing. Yeah, I didn't either. I honestly thought that that was going to go to um, Greta Van Fleet. Hey! 
just a great little hard rock band. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna old, get, I was, I was gonna get your uh, impression on them. Okay, so I, I know a lot of the older generation has a problem with them. You know, uh, sound a little bit too much like Led Zeppelin, a little bit too much Robert Plant. Okay, so where do you stand as as a guy? As you mentioned, you've been covering music for over forty years. Um, what do you what do you think of Great Van Fleet? Well, let me just put it this way. How can you sound too much like Led Zeppelin? Is that possible? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you sound good enough to sound like Led Zeppelin, you're pretty darn good. Uh, I just think, and they're dynamic performers. They sell out everywhere they go. They just played here before the Grammys, and you couldn't find a ticket anywhere. Now, I've tried to get interviews with them, and they're so busy that they don't have time to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I really thought that they should have gotten and should have um, I thought they earned it. I definitely thought so too, and I agree. I've tried. I've gotten pretty close to getting getting an interview with them. I think the closest I got was like before Christmas. Um, I was supposed to attend yeah. a show in Chicago, and it was kind of making some traction, but eh, it didn't end up happening. Obviously, so um, yeah, I, I I'm glad to know it wasn't just me struggling to get them. Um, maybe maybe a, maybe a oh, goal, no. maybe a goal for 2019 to try to bring one of them on. Yeah, and I know a lot of the reasoning behind them not wanting to do a lot of interviews is because you know the criticism. They're they're tired of people calling them a cover band. Yeah. And of Led Zeppelin, they're tired of it, and they're probably kind of waiting it to die down. And I hopefully, and they did win Best Rock Album uh, for From the Fires. So I, I'm just hoping that they can put this in the rear view and you know kind of move forward. I'm kind of looking forward to their next album, see if they change things up a little bit, just to get people off their back because that's probably the biggest criticism you know that they've faced is just being called a cover band um but i'm, gl- I'm glad you like yeah. great event fleet i thought i was crazy i've had people on here that weren't fans of them you know calling them a cover band you were actually the first one i've had on here that actually yeah. you, i mean those people just do not enjoy great event fleet like at all and you can like hear it in their voice so it was it's refreshing to hear that you enjoy them so uh you know pretty much you know other than the top awards what were some of your other takeaways from the 61st annual grammys i know it was it was one of those award shows that didn't really have have a lot of memories in my opinion but what were some of your takeaways other than that from the grammy awards okay dc i should probably tell you up front that before the grammys ran i wrote a column and i stand by it Mm -hmm. they're useless (laughs) (laughs) that is the the most useless award show possible you might as well just say a best left-handed monkey wrench (laughs) in a um uh, a mechanics convention. The only advantage for the Grammy Awards is for them to charge a little bit more for tickets. They, they just don't mean anything anymore. Uh, really and truly, let's just think about that. Yeah. With social media, with uh, the streaming, Spotify, Pandora, mm-hmm. all this stuff, they really don't. They don't mean anything anymore. Um, when was the last time you saw anything from Macklemore and Lewis? Hello. It's been yeah. It's been a while. It's been <laughs> no? a while. Yeah. Now, what about um, Thick? Shoot, Robin Thick. Yeah, Robin Thick. Uh, have you seen or heard anything from him? I mean, that was the same award show. That was like four years ago, something like that. Yeah. Uh, when Miley Cyrus was twerking on there, and Miley Cyrus was twerking in Robin Thick's striped suit and the um, the fuzzy <laughs> coat that Macklemore and Lewis had. That's all you remember from that. You don't remember the music. It's yeah. just it's just not useful anymore, in my opinion. Uh, I just assume you get rid of it. I think they ought to have it ought to be an hour long, mm-hmm. give out those top four awards mm-hmm. and let it go from there. 
I think it should even be decreased, a decreased role from even that. And th- and that was kind of the way that I started this was just saying, I honestly think the Grammy should be giving away on Twitter. I think they should just say a time. We're going to be giving out these awards at noon. So and so on, you know, February 10th, Sunday, jo- uh, follow us on Twitter and then we'll start giving out the uh, Grammy awards. I think that's how they should do it. I mean, it's come to the point. And what did, what did you think about the whole Drake situation? I know Drake went on when he won uh, uh, for uh, God's plan song of the year or something, whatever you want. Um, and he goes on stage and he's even saying pretty much the same thing we're saying about the Grammy awards and they conveniently, cut his mic off um, during during that. And well, what did you think of that? You'd have to be really naive to not think it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it was on purpose. And I kudos to him for standing up and saying what he felt. Yeah. You know? That's the honest-to-gosh truth. The guy's got stones, and I'm mm-hmm. proud of him for doing it. Whether anybody's going to listen, not if there's money involved, no. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the sad part. I'm getting cynical in my old age. I hear you. So what I mean, what honestly, what do you think is the best way? I mean, because my way is probably probably too simplified. But like what what do you think, you know, the Grammy should do? Because I, I agree that I think it is dying. I mean, the 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 need to watch it like I didn't even watch it, you know, the whole thing. I had to record it because I wasn't at home to even watch it. Nor And I remember in the past, I used to make sure I was home to watch it. You know what I mean? I made it, I set aside my schedule so I could watch the Grammy Awards. This year, I'm like, you know what? I got other things to do. I'll watch it later. Or I'll, you know, I'll go online and see who won and, you know, things like that. But what what do you think, you know, are some changes that should be made to make it a little bit more, you know, important to the music community? Well, how about this? Instead of having Maroon 5 do a stupid halftime show at the Super Bowl, <laughs> announce before during the halftime show. Ooh. So you combine Ooh. two big extravaganzas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anything so I don't have to listen to Adam Levine again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the halftime show was not a... Uh, no. I thought, you know, I know... It hasn't been good since since Bruno Mars. That was the last time it was any yeah. good. Yep. Yep. Bruno Mars. I think Beyonce came out. I know the Grammys are wrapping up. I know you've done a lot of interviews, you know, here recently. And part of the reason why we had to push our interview back this far, um, which I still appreciate you coming on, by the way. But um, what are some interviews that you've done lately and some of the pieces you've done? You've got the floor. I want to know exactly what you've been up to and what you have coming up. Well, it's kind of funny. You were talking about the life of the music critic and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Here's the diversity and and the stuff that I've done. The reason we had to push back the uh, original uh, talk was because I had to interview Marie Osmond. There's one. And then today, I was talking to Claudio Sanchez from Coheed and Cambria. Oh, wow. <laughs> so got that going. Um, I've had interviews with Phil Collin from Def Leppard. I've had um, uh, Rod Argent from The Zombies. Uh, wow. Goodness, who else? Um, Andrew Ballou, Adrian Ballou, who was for a long time the lead guitarist for King Crimson. Yep. Uh, and is now coming through on a solo, a solo tour. Goodness, there's just been tons of them. So it's just work, 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 work. You know, lots of times I try to figure out not just who the influences are because that's kind of cliche, mm-hmm. but I want to know who the artist is. So I'm trying to ask questions that will tell me a little bit about where the music comes from, not just oh I listened to Robert Plant. I, I mean, to Jimmy Page play guitar, so that's where I picked up that riff. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, in, in talking to Claudio today, he, they've got this new album out, uh, which is a continuation. They went back to the Amory um, 
the Emory Wars, um, which all of Claudio up until now, all of Coheed and Cambria stuff up till now has been a concept album except for previous album. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's going back to his sci-fi route roots. So I'm like, where did all this come from? Where does this imagination come from? And yeah. you, know, you hear things like, well, I have, um, it, it comes from boring car rides with my parents and trying <laughs> to figure out some way to stay interested. <laughs> so uh, he said, I'm taking my, I'm listening to Jimi Hendrix on the record, on, on the radio, but trying to go somewhere else in my head. And so he goes off to space and comic books and sci-fi. Mm. Uh, and it's just kind of very cool where all that stuff comes from. Then in one particular song on this album, it's called Old Flames. Mm-hmm. And he has a uh, a new son, uh, Atlas. I love how artists name their kids weird, but um, <laughs> it gets weirder too. I'd like as the to years... name my son Atlas. Yeah, as the years progress, <laughs> it gets a little weirder. I've seen. Oh yeah, but he's like he's four years old, and yeah. he was writing. He's four years old now, so he's writing this song called "Old Flames" on the piano, and he's working on the melody for it. And all of a sudden, this child who can't even talk starts singing the melody back for him. Wow! And he goes, "Huh? Okay." If this child who can't even talk is singing the melody back for me, I might be onto something. Right. <laughs> so that song just kind of evolved from there. Marie Osmond, yeah. believe it or not, was hilarious. We're we're talking about um, <laughs> dealing with Andy Williams for one thing, but you know some of the people that she's worked with, uh, which it's it's unreal. Frank Sinatra. She worked with Frank Sinatra. How cool wow. is that? Yeah, I didn't even know. Uh, that. <laughs> That's kind of the stories I try to tell on here, too, when I interview these people is there's always outlets to hear, oh, what do you, you know, what did you do in production of this album? Or, you know, what have you been up to this summer? What are you doing to prepare for tour? Like all that cliche stuff. So I kind of try to do the same thing on here when I interview. Like when I talked to Tito Jackson, like I said recently, um, I wanted to know a lot more about the early days. I wanted to know more about prior, like Jackson 5 prior you know what I mean? I wanted to know how things were. We've all seen the movie and obviously movies, you know, fabricate things and, you know, make things a little differently than what really happened. So I had him and, you know, he was just telling some of their stories, you know, of Michael Jackson never sang in the house. They, they literally never heard him sing until the school program. Like they had no idea. Wow. Yeah. So like stuff like that. Is you know I try to do the same thing, so that that's one thing I commended because I've read a couple of your interviews because I you know we're friends on Facebook, so I try to keep track of those things. And you've done a fantastic job with all those interviews. So well, thank you. What are what are some other things you got coming up here that we can look forward to? Again, the Rock Hall. We have a, this summer is going to be hugely busy mm-hmm. here in Cleveland. Um, we got all kinds of we got eight country acts coming to blossom. Uh, we have the Who coming to blossom. Ooh. So this is right back in my wheelhouse. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we'll see. And it'll be nice to see them without um, the aid of pharmaceuticals. And mm-hmm. that's how it was the last time I saw them. <laughs> I was much younger. <laughs> we don't do that. That's wrong. Children don't do things. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the Who as well. I know they're coming here to Indiana, I believe Noblesville. So yeah, that's definitely one I'm going to try to make. Santana. So yeah, we'll be we'll both be on the concert scene uh, this summer. So we'll, I look forward to having you back. But Chuck, I know you're a busy man. I appreciate you taking some time to join me today to talk a little uh, rock and roll Hall of Fame inductions for 2019 coming up next month. I know you'll have a good time. Thank you for agreeing with me about the Grammys. That's pretty much what will that's pretty much you know kind of 
recapping the Grammys. It's we'll we'll find a good title for it for this podcast. As you know, we it's just time to find a different way to present these awards because they're just not as meaningful as they used to be. And I think that's the best way. I think the Twitter way, you know, to post it on Facebook, Twitter, all the social media, just post a nice little graphic. So-and-so wins pop song of the year. And, you know, it's, and then they, if they want to do an acceptance speech on Twitter, post a little video or whatever, then, you know, so be it. But I'm glad you agree because it's, to me, it's starting to get ridiculous. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining me though, to help, you know, come up with some reasons for them. Maybe they'll listen. And you know, come up come up with some changes for the 2020 Grammy Awards. But Chuck Yarbrough from the Plain Dealer joining me here on the Music Vice Podcast. Chuck, thanks for joining me. Have a good rest of your weekend. Okay. DC, you too. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Y'all take care now. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Music Vibes Podcast, sponsored by Neat 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 Records, presented by Big 92.3 here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Thanks so much to Chuck Yarbrough from The Plain Dealer joining me here on the Music Vibes Podcast, talking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions, Grammy Awards. We have him around this time of year every time on this podcast, so I really appreciate him joining me. He's going to head off on vacation, too. He's heading to the Caribbean to put some drinks up and just hang out, which is well-deserved because the man works hard. He's been doing interviews like crazy last week or so. He really deserves his break. So Chuck Yarbrough from The Plain Dealer joining me here on the Music Vibes podcast. Again, I have been your host, DC Hendricks. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. iTunes, Google Play, everywhere podcasts are available. Make us one of your favorites by subscribing and write us a review. Let us know what you guys are thinking right now we have a five out of five rating let's keep it up go ahead and scroll on down on itunes let us know what you guys are thinking by writing a review on this podcast until next week everybody be sure to spread some peace of love podcasts by federated media Podcasts by Federated Media.